and welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence, and it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. And I'm Sean. And today, we have a very, very special guest. Yes, we don't do guests very often we on don't. this podcast. Uh, and then usually, it, the guest consists of uh, Tully, who actually just jumped up. Yes, usually us. it's our, us swearing at our cat, uh, but, and sirens in the background. Those are our guests. Yeah, the ambulances. Uh, but he, this this guest is a, just a dope fellow, and in honor of... Who are you calling a dope? Hey, I, shut up. I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he has a very spe- we have a very special intro for him. And we're going to tell to I'm gonna, I'll, I'll do it for him right now. Okay. okay. Right. Ready. Our guest today is a professional wrestler, an actor, a comic book writer, stand-up comedian, and podcast host. He is a two-time Extreme Championship Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, a three-time Pacific Northwest Heavyweight Champion, a former NWA Heavyweight Champion, a former WCW US Heavyweight Champion, and a 27-time WWE Hardcore Champion. Actually, it's 39, but no, they never get it right. He once appeared in a Smashing Pumpkins video. He once appeared in a Stuck Mojo video. He once appeared on MTV's TRL, which means that me and him have something in common. He once saw the Who's Quadrophini in Philadelphia and said it sucked. And he once said... I did. I did say that. Yes, I, ha- I have the, the proof of it. He once sang Wind Beneath My Wings to Stone Cold Steve Austin on live TV. Page two. What did I sing? Wind Beneath My Wings. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I only got in a couple, uh, like a few ver- a verse or like one verse before they pulled the mic away. <laughs> it's good enough. Also, I haven't heard you yet. He, oh. is a, he is a lifelong comic book fan. He thinks Indiana Jones and the Infinity Crusade is the best comic book movie of all time. He believes that Wonder Bread is made up of issues of Wonder Man. He really wants to see the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie. He once made all his money on the Death of Superman resale market, only to lose it all on the, at the track. He owns every issue of Infinity Inc., Terror Inc., Batman Inc., and every issue of Marvel's World Championship Wrestling comic book from the 1990s that features Tom Zink. R.I.P. Oh, those are all, those are bloody lies. He is the darkest of nights. He is the friendliest of all neighborhood Spider-Mans. He is the best there is at what he does, but what he does is actually quite beautiful. Aww. He is not to be confused with the Teen Titans character or the drag queen of the same name. <laughs> he, his co-host Busby Berkeley is a dickish mattress hoarder and most importantly his executive producer of his podcast The Raven Effect which is every Monday on Westwood One is his dog Gabriel ladies and gentlemen this is Raven yay yay yay, yay. <laughs> do, do, do we want to unpack that intro at all <laughs> that's up to you <laughs> uh, some of those were out and out lies uh, I didn't read Terror Inc or I didn't That's waste any uh, pen or ink on any of those titles, but I'm bummed. Um, <laughs> Batman Inc. was that the recent one? Somewhat recent, yeah. Batman yeah. Inc. was when uh, that that was uh, Grant Morrison yes. and him being yeah, and ba- yeah. And not a big fan of that one. Wasn't Same. his best work. Agreed. How do you feel about the the death of Superman? Did you uh, did you did you buy into that? I mean, is that that's no. just a legit question? No, I know I didn't buy into that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't even. I wasn't reading comics when that happened. I had stopped reading from childhood, but I hadn't picked it back up at adulthood yet. So uh, yeah, so I didn't. Um, nor did I speculate on it because um, I just didn't. It didn't cross my purview at the time. Yeah, I don't know. The death of Superman. Like I read it years later. I wouldn't. I was not impressed at all. It was not a great story. I mean, his death was okay. The post death with the Eradicator and Superboy was pretty ridiculous. But then again, it's Dan Jurgens. I'm not a Dan Jurgens fan. I, I don't. I haven't. I can't recall anything that he's ever written that I was impressed by. No yeah. offense. No, no. It's. They're, they're, I'm trying to think what else he's worked on. No offense if Dan Jurgens is a, is a special guest. Well, Dan Jurgens is here as <laughs> and well. And he's here now. That, that's our other cat, Dan Jurgens. <laughs> yes, we have a cat named Dan Jurgens. Um, and no one likes him. <laughs> uh, but this. But for, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, also, I want to point out, and I, I made this uh, point, and TRL. The TRL connection. You and I have something in common. Yes, you were in TRL. Yes, I was. Why were you in TRL? In the summer of 2000, I interned at MTV. I was had... that. The, was that when I was there? No, this was night. You, you that was 98 when you oh. when you were on the doing the Stuck Mojo stuff with uh, DDP and uh, it was like March and I, of 98. And I, and I gonged him with a stop sign and and, and uh, 
Tyler Hawkins and Dave Grohl flipped out of their flipped their wigs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you can hear great stories like that on the Raven Effect podcast, which uh, we'll, we'll get to in a moment. But yeah, no, I actually was when I was interning there, and I was like, oh, I really want to be on uh, TRL. You know, I, I just just because we were, I just. I didn't like any of the music on there, but I wanted to see about just doing it because just because I was there. It was just because. Right. It's a so, thing. Yeah. It's so, a I mean, so I got to go and uh, purposely wore a typo negative long sleeve T-shirt that I still own. <laughs> is that the one? Is that the one with the uh, bloody kisses on the on the cover with the two girls? No, no. I had uh, the one that I had was the test- it was a uh, black and yellow. It was kind of oh. like a like a road sign looking thing. But is on the back, it had the uh, chemical makeup of testosterone, and it said, "Above all else, be a man." Ah. So, so I wore that, and they immediately put me in the back, so the cameras couldn't see me. <laughs> so, they, but but I was like, "I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna take this opportunity to request a video." So I got to request Corn's "Somebody Someone" on TRL. So I was on there for like ten seconds, recording. Yeah, yeah proud. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was my MTV experience. Yeah, it's not as exciting afterwards. Like as soon as you do it, you, you like you think that the first time I was on like TV, uh, we had this. We were at a football game. Uh, a, it was a Dolphins playoff game, and I was a senior in high. No, I was a junior in college, I think. And um, and we made this sign, this, and we made it a bedsheet size. And uh, we were trying to get it on the air, and and uh, this this wide receiver for the Patriots, who we didn't like, because you know I was from Florida, so I, I grew up in Florida, so we we're Dolphins fans. Got in a domestic dispute with his wife, and she cut off part of his her, his finger, so he couldn't play. And so we made a sign that said "His wife for MVP." With a, with, <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a hand with a bloody finger hanging off it. So we're we're trying the whole game to get on the sh- to get you know we're not even watching the game, we're just trying to get on the air. And then I thought about it afterwards. I go, why am I trying so hard to be on TV for five seconds? I mean, so then I'll be uh, so what I can say I was on TV for five seconds. And I realized that there must be something missing inside of me that needed to be filled by the adulation of strangers. And that was the exact moment when I finally decided that I was definitely going to be a pro wrestler. Yes. (laughs) Those points do connect. Uh, I've had plenty of those moments, too, where it's like, you know, like I remember I was playing in uh, I used to play trombone. And I played uh, the rusty trombone. Yes, yes, I was, uh, I was, uh, I had, I was the best at that. I was first chair, so you know, you know, you gotta get, you gotta get to that, get to the top there. Well, but the problem with the rusty trombone is you're always on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was on like, te- like the local news and like a band no, in the real back. Quick, real quick, is it hard to play trombone? It's gotta it's got to be hard to play. Oh, wait, are we talking about rusty trombone or just actual no, trombone? Actual trombone. Oh, okay. Actual trombone is it's to be honest, it's not that hard to play because once you basically learn the uh, slide positions and where to put where the where the notes are, and basically knowing how to vibrate your lips, because you know I think they determined that I had a fuller lip when I was in fourth grade, so they said, okay, well you should probably play trombone or tuba or something like that because you can fit because the tr- the mouthpieces for a trombone are much bigger so so but yeah it seems like it'd be so annoying like they'd be very difficult to continue to just blow as hard as you can for you know for an hour for a concert or something well it's not constant i mean you take breaks you know not every right. but i'm saying it seems like a difficult instrument though it just all the all the woodwinds uh no well i mean the woodwind well yeah i mean the woodwinds are definitely i i, can, I can't see playing clarinet that's something like clarinet or flute like that's especially you have to hold it up the whole time mm-hmm. you got to have that you know that yeah, with the trombone you got to hold the the, the 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 thing that goes in and out but you get to rest it on your shoulder yeah i guess it just seems like a it seems like it'd be all they'd all be difficult or like the just like the the violin just holding it on your under your chin with your head turned for you know for an hour at a time it'd be ridiculous uh, yeah i can see that and also it's something that you also kind of forget is like drummers like you think like i often look at drummers and i'm like oh that'd be really cool but you forget that like as a drummer you have to be moving your hands and your feet constantly yeah and it's got to be exhausting and you got to sit in a chair with no lower back support right and and if you're dave grohl you're also singing so you have to sit. You, you have to do all that. Grohl, Grohl doesn't drum for the uh, for the, uh, the Mowajis. What's it called? Uh, Foo, Foo Fighters. Right. I think he's done a few. Well, there's a, there's a few. Well, I mean, Don Henley was a singing drummer. Uh-huh. Uh There's a, a, a tra- the band of Treyu. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Yeah. So uh, those are the true Iron Men. Phil McCracken. Phil McCracken. <laughs> he's my favorite. 
Jen has a question. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I do. So uh, you mentioned that Raven was in a Smashing Pumpkins video. Oh, yes, yes. Which video? Owada. Do I remember this video? No. No, I don't remember this video. Because <laughs> I I mean, I was a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. I, I've seen them in concert. So I was like, wait, which video? No, it was a, it was a much later. It was after he had hit, after they were, the, you know, they were at the top of their game. Not that they're not still at the top of their game, but, you know, it wasn't in their, in their glory years. It was, uh, it was like, what, eight? Ten years, eight years ago, Sean. Uh, yeah, it's fairly recent. Okay, yeah, I know. I haven't seen that one. I'm gonna have to yeah. look now. They're back on. Tour. They're back on tour again. No, uh, now I think. Yeah, they, yeah. They just released an album. Yeah, there was something. I think it was all like on the AV Club or something about how they just released a new album. Yeah, no, it, Billy's out there. Yeah, you'll find it's interesting, Sean. The uh, Billy says that he does his uh, songs like in once. They, once he said, "I totally get it." Like wrestling matches, like he tries to put high spots in and like. There's always all kinds of changes in his music that a lot of songs don't have. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And, and that's why, because he, he doesn't want the audience to get bored. So it's like he throws in a new high spot here and a new high spot there, which is really interesting because if you listen to his stuff, even like like when the instrumental stuff plays, it's not just the instrumental and then repeat instrumental repeat. It goes off in different tangents and, you know, little switches and twists and turns. Yeah. So that's well, pretty cool. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that as a, you know, just as a, a creative person you know you just have the opportunity to find ways to you know break it up and make things pay, pay people pay attention and you know that's something that i'd imagine billy who's been doing music as long as he has been uh is quite adept at doing so uh and you know it's 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 great to still see him rocking man and did he's johnny adept at doing it john <laughs> yes johnny adept uh the uh, the lesser known sequel to Johnny English starring Rowan Atkinson. Well, and 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 actually the prequel to Johnny Mnemonic. Yes, M- yes. Mnemonic, or however it's pronounced. M- mnemonic. Mnemonic. Henry Rollins is in that movie. Henry Rollins is. Yeah, I forgot where what he was. His neck is neck is always a feature whenever you see him. Like <laughs> his neck stands out so thick, like, it's just ridiculous. I wonder what his trap workout is. Lots of lots of bridges, I imagine. Bridges, shrugs. No, I meant I meant his track workout. He runs over bridges. Oh yes. <laughs> See, I was talking about traps. So maybe he's talking like maybe he's just doing bear traps. Oh, traps. Ah, I I don't know. I didn't have a joke for that. <laughs> so I just wanted to ask you, I guess, real quick before we jump into our book, maybe some of your history with comics and. Well, I used to I used to touch them when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what was some stuff that you really? Uh, enjoyed you know reading uh when you were younger sonic sonic the hedgehog um no i'm kidding no i uh when i was a kid i liked dc i didn't like marvel when i was a kid but i like them both as an adult but i started getting back into comics around 96 when i heard about uh the uh neil gaiman uh death i mean i oh sandman Sandman, Dream. Yeah, Dream, yeah. Sandman. So I heard about it, and so I was like, I'll try this. And then I read that and Watchmen and read all the trades that were out. And back then, there weren't a lot of trades out. There was, you know, like, there was like 30, 40 trades, including Dog Moon by, uh, I forget who that's by. There was always in a picture, like, where of trade paperbacks you could buy, and it was terrible. It was uh, some esoteric... Uh, you can type best. Look up Dog Moon, who it's by. As I finally wasted my money on it. It was a waste of money. But so I started buying all these trades. And then, uh, and then I started finally when I ran out of trades to read, which was possible back then. Then I started reading actual issues. And then I started getting some back issues. But most of the back issues, I never read before pre-90, 91, 92, when the revolution took place. Gotcha. So Dog Moon was by Robert Hunter and Timothy Truman. Yeah, that's right. Timothy Truman and Robert Hunter is in The Grateful Dead, so that's why it was so esoteric. Timbo, Timothy Truman used to do uh, a lot of the art. Uh, I think it was him and John Ostrander when they did Hawkworld. That was his thing. Yeah, that's where I recognize yeah. him from. Yeah, that's right. What year was Warlock from? The one that we're reading now or just in general? Yeah. Oh, the one yeah. that we're reading now to today. Actually, shit, that is a good question. I think it's from 94. Ah, that was a great series. I, I loved reading the Warlock books, like the Infinity Wars and uh, and the Infinity. No, well, not the Infinity War. I'm sorry. I got it from the same from the movie. With what the hell was it called again? The first trade. The Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. The, no. Yeah. Was it the Infinity Gauntlet? Was yeah. the first one? It went, yeah, it, it, went, it went Gauntlet, War, Crusade, and then right. they did a bunch of Gauntlet, other stuff. War, Crusade. I knew War wasn't first. And then when he had, and then he was writing the three. Starlin was writing three books. He was writing. 
uh, Infinity War. He was writing Warlock, and he was writing Warlock and the Infinity Watch, wasn't he? Wasn't there or wasn't there like three books at the there time? There was a the Warlock War- Chronicles for a minute. Right. I, I love the characters. I love the cosmic characters. Yeah. Well, well you know what? Let's. Uh, well, how about this? Let's take our let's take our break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about this book for this week because we're talking Warlock. In the annals of television history. There are TV shows and characters that changed our culture and helped define generations. These are not those shows. It's time to close up the bar, leave the war, and quit your yuppie whining so you can step on board the Enterprise D, run alongside the Hoff, stop time with your fingers, and introduce your family to the voice input child identikit. Because this summer, Pop Culture Affidavit is taking you to the depths of 80s and 90s television with. It came from syndication! For seven weeks, I'll be taking a look at a variety of syndicated TV genres, from the lauded science fiction of Star Trek The Next Generation to the... This was a show? Of small wonder. Along the way, we'll battle with the Thundercats, run through the funhouse, give thumbs up at the movies, and have a very current affair. Pop Culture Affidavit presents... It came from syndication! Coming July 11th, to popcultureaffidavit.com and two true freaks.com. All right, we're back here on Worst Collection Ever with our book for this week and our special guest, Raven. I want to be the book. Can I be the book? Okay, <laughs> so this week uh, we're back with our special book for, or special book for this week. God damn it. So we're back with our book for this week. It is okay, Raven. It's too complicated. Let's just leave it the way it is. Ah, shit. Uh, so our book for this week is Warlock and the Infinity Watch, number 29, from June 1994. Uh, as we were talking about just before the break, uh, Raven is a big Warlock fan. Uh, what did you, what did you, uh, Adam Warlock, when did you first discover Adam Warlock? Um... Somewhere in the in the two thousands, um, the uh, somehow I discovered. Oh, I, I was reading trades, and I and I must have discovered the Infinity Gauntlet or the Infinity War, and then so that totally intrigued me in Adam Warlock, and then I and I really liked Jim Starlin's like you know cosmic perce- perceptions uh, or perspective. That's what I was looking for perspective, and so then uh, and and Thanos became one of my all time favorite characters because. You know, he's not a one-note villain. He's a multi-dimensional character. So I really liked that, and Adam Warlock was too. And so I started reading that and the Infinity Watch and the Warlock Chronicles. But who, who's the artist on this issue? I was trying to think. This artist is Pat. Uh, his name? Pat McGroin. Pat McGroin. Pat Olive. Uh, yeah. Olive? There's a lot of Olive? L's and F's in that name, but Olive. You know, I'll tell you what. A lot of older artists... That I didn't like their work. I don't know. I don't know if I liked. It. I liked his work in this book. That I didn't like their their book their work back then. Once it's put in an, in a new packaging and like on digital, uh, you know, not digital paper, but whatever it's whatever they do now, it's different. Some of the art's really fantastic, but then again, some of the new paper makes some of the good art than the current art look terrible. I mean, it's really weird. Yeah, there's there's some. Uh, I've noticed that a few times too because uh, I'll read some. Uh... Like I'll read some old like Justice Leagues from the eighties on digital and the the way that they color it for digital makes it stand out like so much better. Well the the artwork, it, I mean just the, the the line work, all of a sudden it's not like this this gruffy little crap, you know. And but but it's weird too, because when you take the new paper, like it, the way digital comics are made now, the way I guess the way they're drawn now, now they look they don't look as good on digital. They look they would look better on comic book paper, you know what I mean? Like not not trade as opposed to trade paperback paper as opposed to a comic book paper. They look better in the comic book paper. Yeah. Now we're using a trade actually for our version because this is from the uh, Infinity Watch Volume Two trade. How many how many uh, issues did the Infinity Watch go? Actually, I could tell you because I'm looking. And at I would it. like to have an Infinity Watch. It would never tell you what time it is because it's uh, it's always Infinity. Well, actually, I have a, que- a question to ask because you mentioned uh, when we first started talking uh, and about. 
uh, Warlock and the Infinity Watch. So Infinity Watch was 42 issues. 42 issues. Yeah, because this issue wasn't that good. No. Uh, it started to, It started to slag right around here, if I remember correctly. Once they got that guy, what's his name, Maxim or whatever? Yeah. He, well, he just kind of like, he's just, I don't, he's never really like done anything outside of this. Yeah, he wasn't a, but he wasn't a great creation. It was like, it was like, looking back, it was like somebody tried to slant, you know, put a, uh, a brother in the book. Yeah. No, it's, well, that's, that's, that makes sense, you know, because yeah, he's just a random dude who just shows, and he's literally like, he's like amnesic, but he's just like this random dude wearing, uh, I can't really describe his outfit. He kind of looks like Spider-Man. Really? That guy? Maxim? This guy? With the colors, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of looks like a Spider-Man thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and he's got these weird uh, James Worthy basketball goggles on. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just randomly shows up. And there's a lot of stuff that's in these later issues. Because I've read pretty much the entire run of this book. It's just, it's just they, they didn't develop him at all. It was, I, from what I remember, he was just like, like they just, they like, they, like, you know, looking back at it now, I'm like, well, they just wanted to shove a black guy in the book, it seems like, you yeah. know, for no reason. Or, or maybe like he was like the, the producer's son. And so they booked him apart <laughs> in a comic. You know what I mean? Like if it was a movie, that's what I would have thought, you know? He, uh, well, he's also strange too is that he's a powerhouse and you already have Drax, who's a powerhouse. Right. Exactly. So why do you need two powerhouses? And, and, and to, let's be perfectly honest. Uh, if you're talking about just formidable foes, pretty much everybody else in the Infinity Watch is a good fighter because Gamora is one of the best fighters. Uh, Moondragon, you know, even though she's a, uh, a mind-based, you know, her powers are mind-based, she's actually very proficient in, in martial arts and stuff like that. And Adam Warlock is, act, is actually... Well, they needed somebody without a cape. <laughs> True. Yeah, actually, it's right. Gamora, Gamora is the only one, and Troll doesn't have a cape because Trolls don't have capes, but the other three do. So, yeah, I guess they needed a, another one to even the cape odds, the capeless odds up. Good point. So, actually, real quick, so I'll ask you this question before we get started. Uh, so, the Infinity Watch. The Infinity Watch consists of Adam Warlock, consists of uh, Drak the Destroyer, Pip the Troll, Gamora. Now, when now here's a question I have. When did Pip the Troll get his teleporting powers? I forget. When they gave him the the stone. Oh, that's right. But didn't he retain him after he lost the stone? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. Because I still occasionally read comics. Like, I, I don't... I had a I had to uh, quit cold turkey, like, uh, in 2010, because they were just so terrible, and they just changed DC's universe again for the 8 millionth time, and it was terrible, and I was like... And it was, I was Plus, I spent so much money every Wednesday at the comic book store, because uh, obviously, every, as everyone knows, Wednesday's when the new comics come out. And so, and I hadn't read a book in 10 years at that point because I was just reading comics. So I was like, I got to stop reading them. So I cut myself off cold turkey. But now every once in a while, I'll buy a trade. So I, and usually they involve Thanos. But uh, as far as I reckon, as far as it seems, Pip still has his teleporting powers. You know, I have to go back and check that out then because I'm, uh, I'm actually intrigued as to that. Because I haven't really paid attention about to, as to what Pip is up to lately. Uh, you know, I kind of pretty much like... My... Well, I think he's on the internet a lot. He's probably just a troll. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the pity pop, Jen. <laughs> so, there's Infinity Watch. You got Adam Warlock, Gamora, Moon Dragon, uh, Drax, and uh, Pip the Troll. And technically, Thanos had the other gem right. that was disturbed, distributed, and then, but he wasn't a part of the watch per se. And then eventually, Maxim joined the watch. See, I like the I like the watch because they're kind of like the flock, bunch of idiots and weirdos. Well, I was going to ask. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Like, you like I, if I was Adam Warlock, okay, and then like, and then uh, whichever valet at the time was Gamora, but then like Lodi was Drax, you know, or I don't know, Lodi was Pip the Troll, and Drax was uh, Reese or somebody or Van Hammer, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just well, what I liked about it was it's a collection of eclectic weirdos that that you put together in a group that somehow makes a, a whole mm -hmm, and not mm -hmm. that, not that I would say we, we match up one to one cause we don't whatsoever, yeah. but I'm just saying, but it's such a unique group of lunacy, which is part of the reason why Adam Warlock's uh, brilliance was of putting the group together. And, you know, according to, according to the comics, because uh, for actually, I don't remember the exact reason, but it was something to do with that. And that's kind of how, like I picked, you know, my flock members for different reasons, you know, like Stevie and Amini entertain me. Uh, Saturn can, Saturn does all the work, so I don't have to. Uh, Kidman can work. 
and he scratches himself. That makes me laugh. <laughs> is, that, wait, is that why you picked Kidman? Because he, because he, because he no, was no, like, "Hey, I, what I, can I, I do?" Honestly, I didn't get to pick on any of them hardly, except Sick Boy and Lodi. They didn't let me pick them. They just gave them to me. And I wanted to pick all new guys that nobody had ever seen before. But they made me pick, uh, like, so they, I, I picked Sick Boy because he was at the school, so nobody knew who he was, and he was really talented. Lodi, I picked because I hired him as my manservant to drive me around all day and make sure I went to the gym because I was doing a fair bit of drugs and alcohol to that point so he was my uh he was my service uh paid uh employee so i put him in the group hammer i mean uh van hammer page made me take reese page made me take you know because ddp and eric bischoff were tight so page made me take a bunch of retreads uh rigs they wanted to do something with i didn't want him but i liked at least we changed him up with the patch on the eye so he looked like a pirate Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Who else? What about, Sa- what about Saturn? Was Saturn? Oh, Saturn. Saturn, I didn't pick, but but I was more than happy to take because, you know, he was my buddy from ECW, so, and he could work. Can I say, and, and Horace, oh, Horace is the last one. Yeah, Horace was because uh, Hogan wanted me to put him in the group. So I was like, what am I going to say? No. Plus, I, I didn't have that kind of juice to say no anyway, you know? Yeah. Well, I want to say, I want to say something about, because I've been watching a lot of 1998 WCW uh, around the time when the, the flock sort of implodes. Can I just, I just want to say for the record that Perry Saturn is my favorite wrestler. He is so crazy over in those, on those shows. Like, it's crazy. The, the crowd goes nuts for him, and he's awesome. And I- yeah, and he's and he's so funny. He's not doing well right now. He's got a GoFundMe campaign. If you want to, anybody wants to give, it's GoFundMe.com forward slash Perry Saturn A L I A Saturnalia Perry Saturnalia S A T U R N A L I A. So it's uh, GoFundMe forward GoFundMe.com forward slash Perry Saturnalia. And he's really doing poorly. Uh, he needs disabilities, trying to get disability from the government. He's got CTE. Mm. He just went to the to the specialist in uh, the Northeast. I forget where, where the hospital about it to see it. Yeah, it's just sad that, you know, that he's been going through such a rough time. And he can't and he can't work because he can't be left to his own devices for very long before he starts getting wig- wiggy and weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Saturn and his aunt. Saturn's just... You know, just an awesome talent. And you guys should definitely uh, help him out. You know, uh, if you check out the link that Raven, uh, we'll put that in our description too, to make sure people see that. Thank you. You want to hear what his favorite? You'll never guess what his favorite soundtrack. I, I know is. what it is, but Jen. <laughs> oh yeah, it. you already know, Jen. You'll never guess what his favorite soundtrack to listen to while he works out is. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, close. Grease. Oh, dude, I love Grease. That's a fantastic soundtrack. <laughs> I know, but, but look at Saturn and then think Grease. <laughs> I don't know, man. That gets you pumped. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, but if you look at him, you think it'd be like, like, uh, you know, like Cannibal Corpse or something. <laughs> yeah, very, Maybe yeah. it's Cannibal Corpse doing the Grease soundtrack, which is an no, album I would buy. No, that would be interesting, but no, it's just Grease. <laughs> yeah, just Grease. Uh, but so let's, let's get to this book here, because uh, as as Raven said, you know, this is not a great book. Mm-mm. You know, this issue in particular. No, well, this is, issues. it's so bad and it's so boring. But and basically they take a thing that happens and they spread it out for how many ever issues a comic. This is. is a filler comic book. Well, this this is what happened. Okay, so here's where we're at in the, in the uh, Infinity Watch deal. So uh, they just had this thing going on in on their island between themselves because they're they the Infinity Watch live on Monster Island. I love this. I love that. And they made friends with the Mole Man. That's right. The Mole, him and Mole Man were just kind of like Mole Man was like, look. You do your thing, I do my thing, and we'll be cool with each other. And there was something I, I can't remember what's happening, but something happened. Didn't, didn't they do a favor for the mole man? So they so they they were uh, he asked them a favor, and then they did it. So they're on good buddy buddy or something. Yeah, yeah, they kind of chilled out with each other and just kind of were on good terms. But something happened where I think before this, the the man beast, the guy that was the the character that was the counter, like a counter villain. To Adam Warlock on the Counter Earth, you know this is going back like. Oh and- wait, wait! You mean? Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about one of the um, the, the 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 scientists. What was his name? The evolutionaryist or the high evolutionary? The high evolutionary, yes, one yeah. of his uh, creations, right? Right. So he created this man beast, and that was kind of like Adam Warlock's like foil on the the Counter Earth that he he had he was on that was created by uh, the high evolutionary, which was on the opposite side of the sun that ours was. So we could never, you know, it would never hit, never combine with each other. But that's what Adam Warlock was on. There was this man beast who was basically just like a man with a, with a, with a, with a wolf head. 
and that was Man Beast. And something happened where he well, he was the talking. He was an actual. You know, it, was, it wasn't a helmet. It was an no, actual. Yeah, right. It was actual beast head. Yeah, he was like it was like Bojack Horseman, like a Minotaur, like a Minotaur. Yes, Adam Warlock actually lived in Bojack Horseman Earth. Oh, gotcha. Have so, you ever watched Bojack Horseman, Raven? No, I, I haven't. I heard. I keep hearing about it though. You should. It's good. It's quite good. He goes to Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> they. Uh, so anyway, so there's something happened where. So basically, at some point, that Man Beast went away, but then he came back, and then he ended up uh, impersonating somebody on the United Nations, and there was this meeting with Adam Warlock at the United Nations, and then Man Beast was like, "Haha, I'm Man Beast. I'm not this guy. I'm Man Beast." And then they started fighting, and the Avengers showed up, and there was a bunch of stuff with Captain America and the Avengers. Well, don't, I'm going to reread the whole series, so don't smarten me up too much. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 these are very, very loose cliff notes based on it. But you should definitely, yeah, definitely go back and check it out. Uh, and so basically where we're at is they're back on Monster Island. They're like, all right, well, we're back here on Monster Island. Time for other adventures. And just as they're about to get started, this girl, uh, Maya, shows up. Because on the cover, we see Adam Warlock with this woman who we find out his name is Maya, and she's basically dressed like a ceremonial uh, Wonder Woman with yeah. blonde hair. She's like just very Greek-inspired. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. I'm calling her Lady Nick Fury because she has a, like a thing over one eye, but it's also <laughs> got like a like a weird feather detail. Yeah, she has like, like, a, like a like a, sh- like a Valkyrie thing. Yeah, with an eye but patch. only on half. <laughs> she has like a half a half a She-Ra face. Yeah. Half oh yeah. To- yeah. Exactly. So half a She-Ra and on Warlock are on on the cover and they're kind of like standing next to each other looking, you know, like Adam's kind of looking at her lovingly and in the background, which, which takes away the finish, yeah, right? That's actually totally yeah. kills the finish because you think that they've been poisoned, but it's a love potion. Right. right. And like, she's holding, uh, what we learn is a bottle of wine. I thought it was like a ukulele and I, I was like, so fuck for, this for, hipster. Now, now that we point that out, no, it, it was actually a ukulele of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that hipster. She's going to start playing some like weird song. Tiny Tim was exactly a, uh, a hipster. Was tiny. Was tiny. <laughs> was tiny. Ahead of his, a hipster ahead of his time. <laughs> and he was tiny. Yeah, I'm tiny. So uh, in the background, the, the watch are just like, oh my God, you know, and uh, Gamora's like angry and everybody. At, and then you also see Count Abyss in the background. Uh, Count Abyss, it says, there's no escape from the vile plan of Count Abyss. Well, sometimes when you stare into the Count Abyss, the Count Abyss stares back. He does, yes. <laughs> and he is, uh, he is staring back he at is us definitely with, staring his, back. Uh, with his uh, shiny eye. I kind of liked his negative his negative personality. Like his, his, he's all black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Has, he has a good. He has a good look. Yeah, and he's got a weird. He's got a. He's got like a. Well, he, you'll read it, but he has like an origin and stuff that uh, kind of. Our cat's sitting Who's on. Going to read it. I already read it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he means when you were like, re- Tully, please don't sit on the, Sorry, the thing. Sorry, we have a. Cat. Are you talking about the audience when the audience reads it? Oh yeah. yes, yes. Come on, Tully. Tully. Come on. Off. Is your cat named after Tully Blanchard? He is, yes. <laughs> yeah, because when uh, Sean and I decided to get cats at the time, we hadn't discussed the whole kid thing. And he was like, I'm going to have kids. We're going to name them after the four horsemen of wrestling. And I was like, how about we name cats after that instead? And so that's what happened. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I thought that was fair. I wanted to name one Arn. She doesn't like Arn. Arn, Arn is a fine name for a cat or a dog. Okay. I, I accept that as, or a lizard. We could get a lizard. Or a redneck. Yeah. Or a redneck. redneck. I mean, we could adopt a redneck. We can name him Arn. <laughs> or you can, if you get, actually, I would get, I would get a, a porcupine, and I would name him Oli because he's prickly. <laughs> oh, and then you could get some oil of Oli to uh, put on him. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would pop at that joke I just did. <laughs> I did. I did. I was too busy trying to come up with my own topic. <laughs> <laughs> I was being selfish. <laughs> so uh, Poison uh, is the name of the story, and Maya sit at the table, and they're like, yo, lady, what are you doing here? And she's like, and you brought a bottle of wine. And it's like, what's up? You know, and she's like, look, I'll explain. And Gamora is like. Really Gamora has no chill in this book. G- Gamora has no chill. No chill whatsoever. And it's, she's just like, hey, you know, I'm going to tell you my story. I'm from this planet. And Gamora's <laughs> like, shut up, bitch. And they like basically like goes. It, it's kind of like a wrestling gimmick. They're like sitting there. And they're like, I'm going to tell you my story. And the other one like just hits her in the face. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, she says he's from Egolix 7. Yes. Which, and, and, and rightfully so. Uh, but Gamora- obviously she's not in anywhere past Egolix 4. Right. 
Yeah. Clearly, she's an Eagle X. Uh, she's she's an early Eagle X or not, you know, because all those other people from Eagle X Seven, they have uh, they have two Shira eyes. Uh, but <laughs> and, and now in the bottle, in the bottle, is that that Eagle Elixir? Oh, Ooh, yes. Bravo. Uh, it's so, also got like weird faces on it. Like, are those supposed to be faces? Yeah, you're right. They are. Yeah. yeah they're like weird. They're, I mean, obviously, this oh, is. Oh, these are emojis. Well, it, this bottle of wine is also a camera phone, as we find out That's later. Right. That's right. <laughs> so, anyway, hey, I have one question. When she's doing her thing, is her leg glued to the table? I mean, why Like, why can we see. Is she, I guess she's sitting on the table, but it looks like her legs are the table. No, no, I really see what you're saying here. Right? Perspective for picture. I see what you're saying. I think oh, she's walking yeah. towards and she's oh. and she her one leg is in shadow while her other leg is in the her, her That's weird. But both but but both legs are sitting like she's sitting on the table with both legs hanging off the edge, but it doesn't it looks like one leg standing on the other side of the table. Oh, like under, yeah. But it it looks like it's standing underneath the table, except that you can see it. It's yeah. really weird. It is. It's it is it is quite odd. But I do like uh, Gamora. She does say uh, she's like I'm from Eagle Lick Seven. She's like that sounds like a heavy metal band, and she's right. Yeah. I actually want to point something about Raven here. So Raven, I think you once said this, and and you could back me up on this, that every shirt that you would wear of a band to the ring is some band that you've seen live. Is that true? No, that's not true. That that oh. was a Wikipedia statement that I never said. <laughs> oh, see, I was always, because I once, okay, because here's the thing, back in like 2006 or 2005, I saw you at an NWA Upstate event in Rochester, New York, and uh, you were wearing a Halloween shirt, and I wanted to go up and like talk to you and be like, hey man, I see you're wearing Halloween, that's cool. They're they're pretty cool and uh, but I didn't but that was yeah but because I would have said I have no idea who Halloween is <laughs> <laughs> and Young Sean would have been crushed oh I would have I would have been really upset actually I would have been like oh yeah, and your life would have told out and turned out would, completely different and then like years later I'd be like remember that time yeah no I would have yeah good thing you didn't come up to me <laughs> yeah, I know I know because the, 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 the timeline would have been completely different yeah, it would have been so weird uh, so they Gamora and Maya start fighting and then everybody kind of just jumps on her and then she does a thing well, so she does like an interpretive dance that somehow ter- like alters the reality of the room, except for Adam. Yeah, like it makes them perceive reality differently. And then we get this just blank page. Well, this is just at least the, for where us. Ad probably was. Adam Warlock's like, all right, knock it off. What the hell are you yeah, doing? But that's what I'm saying. That's what, but it, it's weird because it's so weird. It goes from her swinging her arm in the air in the inset. Then she's did that weird table shot. Oh, yeah. There it is again, yeah. She's missing her leg. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what I was talking about. I, I maybe I'm missing a page in this digital comic, but I'm on page three, the third, the third page with art, and is where the lady with the, where where the table business is going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. I see. She has this about a few times where she said she's right. She, well, here's what I think is happening here: is she is doing her her dance, but she's standing straight up, she's uh, flying, on, while, while maybe? kind of leaning on the table. And is she like starting to levitate? It's just, it's just drawn really it's, badly. It's a weird drawing. It well, is, is definitely. There's this one drawing. here where she's standing in front of Adam Warlock. It looks like her one leg is being sucked into his cape. Yeah, it's kind of weird. She looks like she's gonna yeah, pick him the balls. That's funny. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that uh, talk about an abyss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So she's like, and she's like, Adam's like, what the hell is that? And she's like, that was like something I do with reality. I learned it as a kid because she went to like the Oak Woods for reality yeah. building. Hollywood upstairs reality building college. <laughs> and. Uh, she uh so they're basically like adam like look let, let's let's i'm gonna go and talk to this chick and we're gonna figure it out and everybody i like i like the, okay two things i don't like drax being that ginormous that he has to bend over in the frame yeah mm-hmm. but i like that he's dragging troll <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of dragging but he him. looks like he's 17 feet tall though yeah he's huge he, well, he's just a big guy in general i mean he's yeah, but he's not 17 feet tall though no it's pretty big yeah yeah uh Drax has fuck all to do in this book, too. No, he doesn't do anything. He just stands and drags troll. Yeah, that's also, he's an idiot. I I love Drax when he gets really, like, uh, maybe if you've read some of the issues, if you you might recall from some of the issues, but he's really into Alf. Did you know that? Uh, No, I don't remember that. So Drax is really into Alf because on Titan, where he was living before uh, Adam came and got him for the watch. Because basically, I mean, Drax... What basically his deal was, he was, you know, he was, he had the, the soul of vengeance. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Arthur, Arthur Moon Douglas. Dragon's ex-husband. No, her father. Same thing. 
<laughs> no, but then she like took his. She forced his consciousness out of his head, and he was dead. But then they put it back, put something back in there. They brought him back together, but he was kind of dumb. I guess on Titan they would only get transmissions of Alf. So he watched. <laughs> sure, I remember of, that now. I remember that. Yeah. So he was really. So he's really into Alf. So it's occasionally he'll be like, "Yo, what's up with Alf?" Uh, but anyway, so uh, Drax. So so what we got so, here? So they're like. Adam Warlock's like, yo, I gotta talk to this chick. Everybody get out. So they leave. They're all outside. Gamora's having, like, a fit. And everybody's like, I think you're jealous, Gamora. And she's like, shut up. And I think she tries to throw a knife through Troll, but he, like, disappears. He throws a knife at Troll, but he teleports. Yeah, Yeah. he, like, teleports away just before she kills him. Uh, And then we're back in, like, the dining room, I guess. Yeah, we're back with uh, Adam and and Maya and... Adam's like and her weird face wine. Yes, and so Adam's like, and so basically she's like, look, I'm an agent of Count Abyss, but I'm also double agent. But just I'm also FYI. a double agent. But she's really a triple agent. She's she is 100. <laughs> she is. But she uh, turns into a quadruple agent. Yes, <laughs> she is a uh, quadruple kayfabing, as yeah. you guys would say yes. in the wrestling business. Yes, she is. <laughs> so uh, she basically explains, you know, I was uh, my family is the royal family. Are we e- are we going over every little part of the story so people at home don't have to? Is that the thing? Yeah, yeah we we kind of just, just like give them like a summary. Page page and we just talk about the dumb things. Yeah, it's so oh, just okay. like, oh hey, I was the royal family, and Count Abyss came, and now I sleep with him. Uh, and, yeah. na- and now they have John Woo uh, uh, doves flying by yeah. at the end of the page. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, they do. I they that. do. And, and and she's like, but I'm trying to like, I'm working with the resistance. Uh, we want you to work with the resistance because we need powerful friends. I mean, that's like basically what this whole thing breaks down to. And then we find out that Count Abyss is watching everybody through his wine face. Yeah, he's watching through his wine phone. He's got a. He's got the wine phone. He's got a wine phone. Uh, a wine phone. Is seven. he watching through the wine? Uh, he sees them somehow. I'm assuming it's through the wine bottle. I think it's through the. Is it or is it through the? Yeah, I guess it's not through her uh, one eye Nick Fury thing. No, because no. he can see both of them. No, right. but I think he's got he's got a, he's got a little sphere that he's like watching the stuff on. Yeah, I just thought I just took it to be like he's like a like a wizard. Like yeah, a it's witch. like it's like that labyrinth, like that sphere that Dave, David Bowie has in Labyrinth, uh, where he can just like, yeah, or like see Wizard things of in Oz. it. Yeah, or the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, or like that. So this is Wizard of Oz, <laughs> and then they do a cutaway to some guy with a with a with a with a patch on his eye and a and another and, Nick Fury and, the, and, and a wasp impersonator. Yeah, he's there's a I forgot who these Tinkle Bell. Are. This is Dark Lore and Miralyn. Sure, he's got a little, some other. I don't know. They're getting some sort of magic, but it really just looks like a kid took some crayons and scribbled on top yes. of his book. I just noticed that. I didn't see that the other day. Some kid was just like, I'm bored. <laughs> Jim Starlin was like, we need crayons. <laughs> we know what this cosmic book needs is a, 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 a white-haired Nick Fury and crayons. Basically, yeah, Count Abyss is like, yo, this is going quite well. She's doing great. You know, he also like, has no nose. Oh, he's got nothing. He's got he's got no features at all, nope. except for eyes. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's actually a very cool look. I like it a lot. It's just completely he's black. It's like completely black, but he's got like a belt and like a a cool shoulder thing, like big huge shoulder pads that are like white and red. Pretty great. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, Adam, if we're gonna be friends, we have to drink my weird wine that I brought with me. Well, she at first she tries to take like like a like an elixir on her own. Well, that's the thing. She has to like take an antidote, apparently. Oh, which that's doesn't, right. Which doesn't which work. Is, she gets burned by Count Abyss. Yeah, he uh. screws her over because it's not a real antidote. So she's like going to take this antidote, and they're going to drink. And first off, like if some random lady shows up, don't drink her wine. <laughs> like that's like rule number one. Like some lady. Yeah, like, well, I figured. I figured he was just faking it. Like that he was just going to. Uh, right. Yeah, if he is. Uh, if he is, don't tell me because I forget. But I figured it's not going to affect him anyway because of the uh, soul gem. Well, that's what I was kind of. Yeah, what is he just he playing just, along? If he's getting affected by this, because it says he doesn't drink, imbibe spirits or whatever. Yeah, I don't do spirits, and he, she's like, "But take a sip just so we can celebrate us, you know, doing stuff together, you know." Because I came with this wine, you know, I brought this two buck chuck. You know, <laughs> I can't go to waste. He's like, "Fine," but again, as you said, Raven, like. There's no reason why I mean he's Ad Warlock. He's pretty much like a perfect being. Yeah. Right. It shouldn't happen where he's just like, Oh my god, I got messed up by this weird booze. But I, I like the artwork at the end with his face on the bottom of the page, her face, and then her body language. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Really well done. Really well done. Yeah, no, that's true. They do they they kinda they they really drag this out, but it actually looks to be quite well. Yeah. Uh, it just looks looks kinda cool. So they do this and then they drop And they're their, like, Oh no, we both are have 
uh, drank some Spanish fly, we must have sex now. Yeah. Basically is what happens. And here's the thing I hate. I hate comics. Like, Warren, I love Warren Ellis, one of my favorite writers ever. But he'll, if he has a good artist, he'll draw three pages with no verbiage. I hate that. Yeah. And and this is like two or three pages or two and a half pages with almost no verbiage. That it's just like, ah, come on, we get we get the point. Well, let's move forward. That's it. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we were saying. Like this, this, this. There's like a thing that happens in this book, and they drag it out for yeah. the entire book. And I'm like, you know, you could have. This is like watching an episode of Mad Men. <laughs> like towards the end, you're just like, nothing is happening in this episode. That's why I never watched Game of Thrones because I watched yeah, the first four episodes, and they took forever. I gave up. It was horrible. Yeah, or it's kind of like watching any of those Mar- at least the ones that I've watched recently, the the Marvel uh, Netflix shows. Yeah, it's the it's those like middle sh- episodes in the Marvel right. Netflix shows where they just like drag on, and you're like, you yeah, don't need these. Let's Iron get back Fist. to the awesomeness. Iron Fist dragged like nobody's business. Oh yeah, we never finished it. Yeah, that's where we got yeah. stuck. So uh, Pip the Troll is a creep, and he's like trying to see what's going on, and he's like, well, I'm looking through this thing, and Moon Dragon mentions there's another peephole on the other side, so he like teleports over there to see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because he's he's listening, he's not peeking. There's no peephole. Well, not in this yet, one. but he will. Well, here's the thing: so <laughs> Pip the Troll can just go wherever he wants with his gem. Couldn't he just like find a place to hide? Yeah. In the room yeah, that but they're that's, in. That's too much. I would have taken up two pages, though. Oh, that's, that's true. So he like goes to the other side. He looks in and he's like, "Oh, holy spit!" Hot jokes. And everybody comes to see what's going on. He's like, "Eh, don't go in there, guys." And Gamora's like, "Fuck that noise!" And she opens the door. And oh man, they're making out. They are hardcore. And, and opening the door takes out. an entire. Page. Oh my god! It takes half. Of, like, how many panels does it take? One, two, three. It takes four panels for them to open this door. It's a and here's the thing is if you look at the panels the panels are excellently done but They're come lovely. on yeah you know but you just you're killing me Adam and uh, Maya are having a in the, in the throes of passion is, if this issue was forty pages it'd be okay yeah yeah but they don't have that kind of it's a comic you got twenty two pages you got to get to the story yeah yeah, uh, yeah and then they but they, and, and abyss is like haha victory is mine now they will like yearn for each other and nothing and they won't do anything else see he's uh, got a mouth i told you he had a mouth oh yeah there's his mouth oh there okay yeah, hey there he's he's smiling i like his belt too he's got a little like merman belt yeah it's his yeah. face and he has a little gauntlet on his arm Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, his gauntlets are kind of nice. What is this down here? It kind of looks like the oh, he's demon. Got little, he's got little critters. Oh, he has friends. He, okay. has, little, he has little like uh, bone dogs with him. Where he's, at the bottom? He's got like that teethy bone dog at the bottom. Those are like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He had them in the and other. And on his helmet, he's got a weird little thing like his belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? He never got his due. He's into branding. Oh, well, maybe there's a reason. As we'll <laughs> see in the next issue, which we're not doing. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, he's like, "Yaha, my plan is dope," uh, and they'll never be able to uh, get together. Or they'll never be able to cure their passions. And literally, the next issue is called Passions, which is not to be confused with the uh, daytime soap, soap opera. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And that's that's it. Uh, we don't get a letters page because we're reading a trade. So I don't know if you got a letters page, but I'm assuming... I didn't get one, but I'll never get this hour of my life back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, would you read the next issue of this, Raven? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'll probably, I'm going to... I actually I wouldn't read it just to read it like I'll read it because I want to reread the whole series but uh but I don't know when I'm gonna get around to it because it's not gonna end in the next issue you know that's that's what I hated about Marvel when I was a kid was it never they were never one and done they were always multiple issues and so you, you and like Chris Claremont with the X-Men would start 75 different plot lines and, and never even finish 25 or 30 of them you know Joe should drive me nuts as a kid yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, 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 that's not, that's what I like about some of the books that we do on the show is that some of them we just find to be like one and dones, and it's a lot easier to kind of just take it in, take in the character and stuff like that, and you know, move on. But you know, sometimes you read a book like this, where as uh, Jen said earlier, it's like a transition book, you know, because they just went from uh, a whole thing with the Avengers and the Monster Island, and now they're trying to move on to the next, you know, yeah. s- next gimmick and. You know they're doing this, and now we get to kind of see how this plays out. But we, we sometimes we never know when we do this, but we don't do it until it's too late, and we just go, ah, there's nothing going on in here. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a bummer. But 
I do want to know. I, well, I've already read all this, so I'm going to read it. And yeah. Raven said he's going to check it out. What do you think, Jen? You know, I'm not a huge Adam Warlock fan. Um, How dare you? I know, right? Um, it's just, it's very, for me, and, and kind of like what you were saying, Raven, like, it's hard for me to just jump into a book and be like, okay, we're setting this up. And there's all this like other shit going on and it's not one and done. There's no real story behind this. So if I had just picked this up as a single issue as a kid, I don't think I would have ever gone back to it because it would have been like, okay, nothing happened in that book. Right. So yeah, it, I mean, maybe I'll give it a maybe. It's here if you want it. I, I know you've got the trade. It's right here I'm on the table. It, so. so that's it for our show. Uh, Raven, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, man. thank you. Uh, oh, I had a great time. Yeah, no, thank you for being here. Uh, please tell everybody about the Raven Effect podcast and everything that's coming up with you. We want everybody to know. The Raven Effect podcast uh, drops every Monday on Westwood One uh, on the Jericho Network. That's about it. What about the Patreon? Oh, yeah, Patreon. That's right. Yeah, join Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash the Raven Effect and give me money. Because I like money. Money's nice. <laughs> well, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got going on the Patreon? Because I know we, we, you and I have talked about it a few times. But what do you, I see that you've got some uh, some content going on there now. Yeah, yeah. I, I put up. I try to put up something. I write up something like three times a week usually, and uh, then we also have or two times a week I'll write stuff. Th- in the third day of the week, third time of the week I'll put up the pre and post show for the podcast, as you're familiar with, Sean. So they get that. They get all kinds of stuff. It's well worth the money. Yeah, no, definitely. He's picking it up there on the Patreon, folks. You definitely need to check it out. Full disclosure, I used to produce the, pod, the Raven Effect podcast uh, prior to the Westwood One days, and it is a fun show of buffoonery and yes. wrestling stories and non-wrestling stories. They are wrestling-adjacent stories. Mm-hmm. We were wrestling-adjacent. Yes, that's the best way to describe the show is wrestling-adjacent, and mm-hmm. uh, it's him and his co-host, Busby Berkeley, who, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is a mattress hoarder. Uh, has he ever – Has he? I haven't, heard, I haven't picked up in like about a month on the show. Has he – come clean about this yet no he he'll if if we get a thousand uh once we get to a thousand five uh five star reviews he will then uh tell krista about the mattress dent that he put in it that ruined her back (laughs) (laughs) so just just to explain to jen he put a dent in the mattress i think i recall this and then he switched the mattress around so she was sleeping in the right now her back's all screwed up now she's not she's not doing her back is hurt but now her back's but then his back's better so now he doesn't want to say anything because you know her back's better but oh okay good (laughs) so anyway so we're we're like 600 and something 670 or something five-star reviews so when we get to a thousand, he's going to tell that story. Since we're on our comic book podcast here, if you had to make, if, if Busby was a comic book character, who would he be? Some fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, he, he'd be, uh, he'd be Stan Lee as a heel, as a heel. Ooh, heel Stan Lee. That'd be fun. Yeah. I like it. Oh, and my, my recent, uh, the post I just made today on Patreon has, a. Uh, Five of my favorite uh, comic books uh, listed in it because you put me in a comic book mood. So I made a post about it. Awesome. Cool. And, uh, yeah. And I want to say, too, I've been listening to a lot of uh, I listen to a lot of Tony Schiavone's podcast. And he puts you over a lot about actually bringing him into uh, comic book fandom and introducing him to stuff like Swamp Thing and and all that. So he, he talks about that uh, every so often when they when you come up on their show. So he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, no, Tony, Tony's, Tony's got a good show, too, and he's cool. Uh, but, yeah, again, thank you, Raven. Uh, also, a Twitter, at The Raven Effect. Yes. And you can find myself on Twitter, at Angry Hero Sean, uh, Angry, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And Jen? And I'm at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Worst Collection Ever on Facebook at Worst Collection Ever. And email us, worstcollectionever at gmail.com. Yes, uh, we're very, we are very. actually got some really cool emails recently, and uh, we're going to have to share those coming yes. up in the, the coming weeks. So uh, please, uh, you know, please stay tuned for that. So once again, folks, thank you, Raven. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for coming. Yes, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.